Growing a successful design business is hard work. There's so much to do and so little time to get it all done, not to mention the actual design work. The good news is that we are here to help. I'm Krista, the WordPress developer and website strategist from KristaRay.co. And I'm Corey, the designer and creative coach from CoreyWoodard.com. In the Get Back to Design podcast, we're going to share strategies and tools to help streamline and grow your design business, ditch the code and anything else you don't love, and well, get back to design. Grab a cup of coffee, open that Illustrator file you've been working on, and let's dive in. All right, so today's episode is primarily for those of you who design for WordPress specifically, but I think anyone can get a lot out of it, maybe just not the specifics. So even if you're not a WordPress person, feel free to listen in. But today we're talking about making your designs easy for clients to update. And this one's really important to me because when I had my website done, this was before I really was familiar with WordPress and it was not easy for me to update. Like I went to change the text on the header of my website and I was like, what is this disaster? And then a lot of the sites I end up tweaking for clients have the same issues. So today we're gonna go over why making things easy to update is so important and the different options you have in WordPress to keep things nice and easy on your clients. I know I say this for every single episode, but I am really happy that we are talking about this for this episode because I think this is one of the benefits of handing your designs off to a developer is when you don't know what you're doing, you don't know how to make it easy for your clients to update their sites. So there are some things that you have done for our themes and even for our clients that we've worked together on that I never, like I still don't know how to do to make it to where it's really easy for them to be able to take care of those things. And I can say for anyone listening who's like, oh, I'm really guilty of this. I am definitely guilty of this. Like I unfortunately... Um, I've learned more coding as I've gone on, obviously, but those first couple of years, I would have people come back and be like, I need to update this. How do I do it? Or I would finish like a page on their site and see all the coding that was just in that page. (laughs) And I would be like, oh my God, I hope they never have to go in and change this because they will break their whole page if they like don't delete the right thing. So yeah, I'm really excited to have our listeners hear this because it is a huge thing and it's really important. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad you brought that up about the developer aspect because some of these things are going to require a little back-end coding. So if that's not something you're comfortable with, either one, disregard those for now, or two, listen to some of our episodes on collaborating with a developer and just see what you think. It can kind of go either way, just based on your comfort overall with coding and how much you want to learn. So before we dive into the four options, I want to start with talking about why this is so important. Um, First of all, your clients are going to stay happier. If they don't have to come back to you for every little thing, if they don't feel like they have no clue what they're doing on their website, they're just going to be happier at the whole process in general. Um, Then those tweaks they do come back to you for, they're going to be bigger changes that are kind of worth your time and less things like, oh my gosh, I need to make this change on my sales page right now, but I can't. So can you just jump in real quick and do this? Like those aren't fun tasks to have to take care of. And these things we're going to talk about are going to help you out with that. 
And then just letting them feel empowered by knowing what to do with their website. Again, it's just gonna help them stay happier and they're gonna be happier with the overall experience of working with you and feel better about their website in general. So that's why these things are so important and why we're talking about them. Yeah, and I think it's really good to mention that they will be happier with the experience of working with you because no client wants to come back if you're going to nickel and dime them every single time they need updates to their website. Because that's always like the crossroads that I have been in in the past and you might have as well. It's like, well, this would be really hard for them to change and they might break their site, but it's going to be really easy for me to update. So how much do I charge them? And do I charge them? And then if you're charging them for little things like swapping out text in this one page or changing pictures, you know, in their header or whatever, they are eventually going to feel like you are nickel and diming them and they're going to go find someone else, maybe even get their website completely redone, God forbid so they don't have to keep dealing with that. Yep, exactly. It's not fun for anyone to have to feel that way. Um, But I also want to talk about what these things don't include. So we're talking about making it easy for your clients to update their website, but there are limitations to that. We don't want them changing the entire design and the way things look. Um, With all of these things, we're talking about like updating their page content easily without having to sort through, you know, HTML tags and CSS classes or a whole bunch of widget areas and complex plugins with settings. We're talking about, you know, if they have a call to action in their header, it should be easy for them to change out the text and the image. We will dive in here. I have four tricks for you, kind of in no particular order, just random, but we'll start with one that you're probably the most familiar with. All WordPress themes have them, and that is widget areas. So widget areas are really helpful for things like the sidebar and footer and after blog posts. At least those are the areas I really, really like using them. And they're helpful because it's easy for clients to replace whatever is in there or rearrange it whenever they want without having to worry about editing the template files or messing up coding or anything like that. So in case widget areas aren't ringing a bell, that's where you go to appearance widgets and you can just kind of drag and drop different things around into the different sections that are available. Um, Most themes come with them built in, especially like bigger parent themes. I'm trying to think of what all Genesis has. I know they have like a sidebar, three footer widget areas, a header right or something like that. Yeah, they also have the second sidebar, which I have dropped stuff in there. And I'm like, I don't know where this is showing up on my site right now. So I don't know what their intentions were with that. But there, there you go. There's also that. There's also that. (laughs) Good luck. Um, So widget areas are great for things like that, where you want clients to be able to drag things around or change content out easily. But there are a few mistakes to avoid. All of these I am guilty with guilty of, so that's why I'm familiar with them. But the first mistake is don't have too many of them. Don't just load up the website with like 20 widget areas and expect your client to know what they're doing. They're not going to know where things are or it's just, it's just too much. So try to keep it as narrow as possible. Like I said, I like to have them in the sidebar footer and then after blog posts. Um, also a lot of themes, especially Genesis, have what are called widgetized homepages, which are basically homepages made out of widget areas. I personally find these super confusing and not that easy to use. Um, what do you think, Ori? 
Do you like I've it? used a couple of themes like that on my own site, which sounds crazy probably because I, I would use someone else's design <laughs> on my site as a designer, but whatever. Um, and when I was first using those, I was like, what am I supposed to do here exactly? Like, how do I update this and how do I... You know, for the there's one specific thing. Usually, it's like displaying recent portfolio items or recent blog posts on your homepage, where it's like, well, I know how to get the widget area there, but that doesn't style it right, mm -hmm. or you know, I still have other stuff to do, and I still have to put in a lot of code into the text widget area to be able yeah. to display what I want. So, yeah, I don't love that idea at all. Plus, you have to rely on your client knowing where and which specific widget yeah. they need to go and touch when they want to swap stuff out. Yeah, and widget areas are just dangerous because if they, like, change something and click save, that's that's it. Like, there's no undo button on widget areas. So, I don't know. I'm just not crazy about them for home pages. Um, so, just look out for that if you do start using these more. Um, and then one other mistake, kind of one we touched on, but that's just leaving default widget areas from the parent theme if they're not being used. So if you don't have two sidebars in the theme you're making for your clients, get rid of that secondary sidebar area. It's just confusing for them. They're gonna be like, what is this? Should I just put something random in there? And if it does show up, that's probably not great. So get rid <laughs> of the ones that you are not using. My second trick here is my personal favorite, and that is using the WordPress customizer. Um, this is so nice for keeping things easy to update for your clients, but it's one that a lot of people I think are either intimidated by or they don't know that they can use it. I know it took me probably a couple months before I realized, oh, I can put whatever I want, whatever settings I want in the customizer. It's just, you know, what's there, I'm not limited to that. I can add to it. So this is really great for things your clients will wanna be able to update without having to worry about any kind of CSS or HTML or accidentally deleting it. Um, for our Coded Creative themes, we really like using this for our um, hero images with the call to action. So we have settings for the image, the copy, the link, and then the button text. So people who grab our themes, all they have to do is go into the customizer, set their image, set their link, set the copy, and they're good to go. They don't have to worry about any kind of coding. It's all handled by the customizer. Um, so on my website, this again became important to me because mine, all of mine are in a, all my stuff like that is in a widget area surrounded by a ton of code. And I have messed that up before and had to do a backup on my site before I knew what I was doing. So I'm like, I don't remember what classes she had in there or what all this code was. So time to back up because I messed this up. And if it was a non-developer, that's even worse because clients don't really know how to restore backups and things like that. So it probably would not end well. Um, so that's why I like the customizer so much, but definitely try, be careful where you're using this because um, sometimes you don't want to limit your clients and what they can do and the customizer is very limiting because they can't move things around or swap out what's in a certain area. They are stuck with that. So keep that in mind. Yeah, I absolutely love that all of our themes have so many things that are so easy to update in the customizer. So not just those like hero images, but on our themes where there's the home page, like it blew me out of the water the very first time I realized you could like make all that stuff really easy to change out on the homepage, which is part of the reason I use one of our themes on my own <laughs> yeah. site. Cause it's like, I need it to be as easy as possible if I'm gonna go in and regularly, you know, keep things up to date. 
So I think that's such a good thing to use. However, I do think it can be really intimidating, like you were saying at first, because of all the code that's involved. Because our really good friend, Fran, I hope she doesn't mind me putting her on blast here on our (laughs) podcast, but it has been really um, interesting to see her follow in your footsteps trying to learn the customizer, Mm -hmm. especially because I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Like, I should just leave that stuff alone. That's too advanced coding (laughs) for me. But um, so seeing her learn it, I can definitely understand why so many people are scared to even Mm -hmm. go there and would rather just kind of stick stuff in the actual theme files or wherever else they can put stuff widget areas. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. This one is definitely the most advanced out of all these options. It's tricky. It was tricky for me to figure out, but once you get it the first time, then you just have those files to use as a template in the future. So it might be even worth if this is something you want to use, either power through, figure it out in a day or two, or bring on a developer just to get you a customizer file set up, and then you can use it and tweak it in the future. But this is definitely the trickiest one. That's a good mm-hmm. point. Interrupting the parts of your design projects you love for tasks you don't enjoy doing isn't any fun. For a lot of designers, one of the most frustrating parts of a web design project is the coding and anything else tech related. The design comes easy to you, but then you have to spend hours and hours Googling how to make a simple change to the template you're using to make it just right. Luckily, it doesn't have to be this way. In the free Get Back to Design email series, you'll learn all about how to partner up with the developer on your design projects so you can ditch the code and do more of what you love. We'll talk about what to know before going into your first collaboration, what the process looks like, and how to find the perfect developer for you. To learn more about this free series, head over to getbacktodesign.co slash series. All right, so trick number three is a little easier, but still a little bit more advanced because it will again require some PHP tweaks, and that is using the advanced custom fields plugin. And this is really great, I found, for special features because it lets you add different fields and places for your client to type in into your posts and pages. Um, So this plugin, you go in, you say what page template or post you want these fields to show up. You say what kind of field it is, like a text field, image, link, whatever it is, and you give it a name. Um, And then you go into your template files and say where you want that field to display. So that's where kind of the complexity comes in. But if you're familiar with a little PHP, you can get it. And they have really great tutorials on their website, which we'll definitely link to in the show notes. Um, But I've used this a couple different ways that have been really helpful. Um, First is setting a hero image on a page that's different than the featured image. So I had a client who wanted the featured image in her blog post, you know, show up on her blog and be what shows up first for Pinterest and stuff. But she wanted something different showing up full width in the header of her website. And I was like, well, how are we going to do this? Mm -hmm. Well, I used advanced custom fields, made her a field to upload her special header image. And there we go. Um, I've also used this for making multiple content sections. I had one client who wanted a full width click to tweet section in the middle of her blog posts. And at first I was going to be like, okay, well, you have to put this code in the beginning and end of each one of your blog posts and don't forget it or it's not going to work. It's like, okay, that's not great. So instead I used advanced custom fields to make her an area for her tweet as well as her second content section. And that made it really, really easy. 
Um, so this is great for things like that, but the biggest mistake and definitely one that I made for I think my first two projects is do not go crazy with putting too many fields somewhere. I actually had a client hire me to code a sales page for her and I was like, oh, advanced custom fields would be perfect. This poor woman has a page with over a hundred custom fields in it. And oh, it is not, <laughs> it is not good. It is not good. So don't do that. You know, use it for very special features. If you're doing something like a sales page, our next tip is going to be better for you. But Corey, have you used advanced custom fields? Um, I have a little bit, but again, that's one of those things where the PHP is just on the borderline. So um, on my previous website design, I used advanced custom fields to build the page where I listed my design services so I could easily um, add pictures of my recent work mm -hmm. um, without having to use a bunch of code and columns to kind of get them to line up right. Um, and I'm also thinking that you actually used advanced custom fields on um, my site as it is as an extra feature so I could hide that um, full width header or hero right. image as we're calling it um, on certain pages. So mm -hmm. that's another kind of example of a feature where you may want to use this because um, I don't think you would even be able to do that in the customizer like at all. No, I don't think so either. Yeah, anything page specific, this would be perfect for. And yeah, I'm glad you brought up that, that example. I also had a client who only wanted page titles to show up on certain pages. I was like, well, just don't put a title on that page. But that gets so confusing <laughs> when you're trying to figure out what page you want to edit. So yeah, I just had a checkbox, hide title on this page. And there we go. So all right, we're plugging right along here. This is gonna be a short one today, but hopefully it has some good stuff in it for you guys. My fourth, final, and probably favorite trick is Beaver Builder. And this is a really great, easy, flexible page builder plugin. It is so simple to use for you as the designer. It gives you a ton of power. It's not limiting in any way. And it also makes things easy for your clients. So you've probably heard us, ba heard us bash Divi before. Um, Beaver Builder is different and it doesn't have short codes, nothing like that. If you uninstall it, you might, you'll lose your formatting, but your content isn't gonna be a mess. It's all gonna be there untouched in your normal page. So it's good for that. Um, I like to use this on pages with a lot of custom formatting or even with columns because it makes like sales pages or just anything with columns or special formatting so, so easy to manage. Um, it's great because your clients don't have to worry about your code. So you add a section, you just drop in a section wherever you want it, whether it's a column or one row or whatever, and you can assign it a CSS class outside of where your client will actually be typing. So they can do whatever they want and they're not gonna mess anything up and accidentally delete you know, your HTML that has this CSS class. Can I just stop you right there and say that I love that feature of Beaver Builder mm -hmm. because that was always my fear when I was working with clients and I was like setting stuff up on their pages or in widget areas. It's like they, I know they are going to delete this code yeah. and they're going to break everything. And so the fact that you can kind of put the code in there without having to worry about them breaking everything and then you having to guess looking at their website what they have done wrong. Cause I've mm -hmm. definitely been there before where a closing div tag got deleted and you're <laughs> like, I have no clue where to even begin. Yep. So I think it's really great. And I think that makes it 
so much less of a headache for everyone. Yeah, I remember having to record tutorial videos for past posts or for past clients. And I was like, okay, if you want to edit this piece of text, it's way safer for you to go into this text view and ignore all these tags and don't touch them. Leave them there. You're going to break everything. And now we don't have to do that. So yeah. Yeah. And that's also like, I feel like that's really embarrassing because you're like, don't touch anything that I did or you're going to break it. Because then your client is like, well, now I'm scared to do anything on my whole entire website. Mm -hmm. So. Yep. And they are. Or they just break it. One of those two things. Yep. (laughs) So yeah, this, like we said, this is great for places like home pages and sales pages where there's a lot of special formatting and your clients can even go in. They can drag and drop things around if they want. They can update their text, add new sections, and you don't have to worry about it. And this is just really helpful if you don't like having to like interrupt your big projects to go in and tweak something for a client who needs it like tomorrow. It kind of gets rid of those kinds of little emergency situations that aren't really an emergency and things you want them to be able to do on their own. So we talked about a lot of great options really fast for allowing clients to make simple updates by themselves to the content of their website. And again, we don't want them changing like the overall design and format that you made, but these things allow them to just update the main content in areas you do want them to be updating. So as a quick recap, those were widget areas, customizer, advanced custom fields, and beaver builder. So your action step for today is if there are any of these tools you're not familiar with, do a little research and, you know, look at what features they provide, what kind of coding you're comfortable with, and choose one to start working on and give it a try on either your own website or a test website. Thank you so much for listening. For show notes, past episodes, and more information about the two of us, visit us online at getbacktodesign.co. If you enjoyed today's show, it would mean the world to Krista and I if you take two minutes to head on over to iTunes and leave a review. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes are available. Now put what you learned into action so you can streamline and grow your business, ditch the code, and get back to design.